Good Tuesday evening, and welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies, DC Sports Rundown. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy, KG. Um, <laughs> We were supposed to get to this last night, and I'm kind of sort of glad we didn't get to this last night. Um, Here I sit, after playing with my granddaughter and throwing her up in the air and getting her all riled up before bed and leaving her with her parents. I'm sitting here and I'm trying to still process losing to Buffalo in Buffalo, 43 to 21. The boss BJ will be in attendance in a few minutes, in a few seconds. Excuse me. But this game got, to be so out of hand, they took the starter out, which says a lot. Not happy about it at all. And ladies and gentlemen, as promised, the other man on the other side, whom I owe a crap ton of shit to, <laughs> the boss, BJ, ladies and gentlemen. I'm in here. I'm sliding here. Off of my, off of my Buffalo Bills weekly victory over the Washington football team. Me and KG got a lot to dissect because normally um, everybody would send their piece in about, you know, their team's performance for this week. We're trying to be consistent with that. What's going on, Brian Jr.? And um, this week we get to do it together because our team's played. So, um, yeah, I know you're not happy with the uh, outcome at all. 41, uh, 43 to 21 Buffalo victory. Um, let's, 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 let's go through it, man. And, um, let's see what we got here. I thought, um, I'm gonna start with Washington. I thought that, um, Heineke avoiding the Buffalo pass rush was really real. I thought he did a good job avoiding. I'm trying to speak of the positives. We know they lost, but I thought he did a really good job avoiding the uh, Buffalo pass rush because they they had him a probably three or four times they had him for a sack and he wiggled his way out of it and made plays so you know kudos to him um but you know they could never really get going even after um they got that special teams uh kickoff back Dustin uh Hopkins you know grabbed that out that was like only a play that could happen in Buffalo with that win and stuff, you know. Yeah, so, um, but I see we're going to get reminded on a weekly basis that Washington has four first-round picks on their uh, defensive line and that they're not living up to the hype. So, um, KG, what, what you think about, uh, first of all, where do you think your team measured up as far as Buffalo? Are you disappointed in the performance? Is it what you expected? Talk to me about that. Well, starting with Washington, um, I'm glad you said measure up because this was considered a measuring stick game is what it was considered. And to look at these team stats, this supposedly fearful 
defense that we have. And, you know, it keeps being reminded, full first-round picks, okay, enough. Buffalo has full first-round picks on their defensive line, too. Shit, I'm tired of fucking hearing that. And I'm just being honest. I'm tired of hearing, well, you know, Washington has four first-round picks. Buffalo does, too. And I, I felt that this was an even matchup on paper before this game. Yes, Buffalo's a perennial Super Bowl favorite this year. But I'm like, okay, we're matched up. We, you know, we're, we're, we're both trying to really find an identity. And Buffalo is better at finding their identity right now than we are. I am very disappointed in how this team played on both sides of the ball. You gave up 481 yards total. 359 passing. 122 rushing, and you only gained 290. Yeah, 2 of 11 on, on, on third down percentage, but you couldn't get Buffalo off the field when you kept getting them in third and long. Disappointment at its best. 9 for 15 for Buffalo. Buffalo got 29 first downs to Washington's 13. Penalties were pretty much even. Five. Both teams had five, 38 yards for uh, Washington, 30 for, for Buffalo. Three turnovers, and Buffalo controlled the time of possession. 35 minutes, 37 seconds to 24-23. What happened between the Giants and the Bills? Two different teams. But we had something going on in that Thursday night game. And it just turned out to be absolutely shit. I am severely disappointed, especially in the defense, but... The one person that I did I do have to give kudos to on the defense is an unlikely hero, and that's Landon Collins, because he played his ass off. Cole Holcomb played his ass off. Uh John Bostic. Looking at Washington's defense, it's not a scheme problem. People don't know where they're supposed to be. Somebody's not in the film room where they're supposed to be, because I've seen a couple of plays where it's supposed to be a zone. And the linebacker is supposed to have the middle. If you're if you're familiar with a uh, cover two, or more more importantly, a cover two flat, where the linebackers kind of cover the flats. And I seen John Bostic out of position so much Sunday, so much. And, and, and I'm like, what the fuck, dog? You smarter than this. You supposed to know, you supposed to get everybody set. Cole Holcomb had, went out and had himself a game. He had 10 tackles. He had himself a nice little game. And the midnight rider checked in the, in the text window, said he disagreed. Then Collins is the biggest issue. Collins didn't play as bad as he did against the Giants. I guess that's why I'm just looking for any positive with him, period. Because that amount of money, we can't afford to release him because of the cap hit. Not and this I, year, at least. And I, and I think that's a, a major issue when you have to find something positive with somebody that makes that amount of money. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, this 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 defense had issues before he came. Mm -hmm. and, and he was the, supposed to solidify the defense. And, and one, of, one of the big issues this defense had, and I told you that for me, um, I you know I've talked about this on the show before. I'm not a not really a big fan of, of Payne and Allen because I feel like for what 
they should be doing. You shouldn't be get, getting gas. Y'all have been getting gas on the ground for a couple of years now since that since they've been on the line. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, what conf- what confuses me, and I kind of agree with Ben, when you bring Landon Collins in, it's like bringing um, Jamal Adams in. You don't like he's more of a box safety. Okay. I think his strong suit, when I'm talking about Landon Collins, is is being in the box, being a, a, a extra quote unquote hybrid strong safety that can blitz, that can so help help support the run and cover. I don't think coverage is his strong suit, but where I'm where I'm lost at it, if you bring that type of play in, why are you still having trouble on the ground? Just defending the run. That that's mm-hmm. That's what I don't understand because we watched Daniel Jones torch this team last week, and it was a couple of plays where Landon Collins was responsible for containing Daniel Jones, and Daniel Jones took off gone. So now, and I hear you talking about players out of position. Where do when do we where does the blame go on the players, and where does the blame go on Jack Del Rio? And you you have a defensive minded coach in Ron Rivera, okay. At what point, okay, does Jack Del Rio be like, I something's not working? Do you want to win or do you want somebody on the field that because they make a certain amount of money? Damn that. If you're not performing to where I need you to perform to keep this defense at a certain level, I don't need you on the field. I don't care if you're making $80 million or eight. And that, I'm, not, I'm not just talking about Landon Collins. I'm talking about anybody on the field that you feel like you're not getting the, the produ- production out of, that you not you feel like that um, that I, that's out of place. You spoke on that, people being out of place, not being where they're supposed to be at. So it's just like, okay, when, when and I know it's, it's week three, but when do you figure out, like, all right, this ain't working. This ain't working. We have we have to figure out how to get players on that field that can produce. Whether you're making a league minimum or not, who can produce? Because right now, we expect it. You know, for me, and I'm speaking on the Washington football team right now. The defense is the biggest disappointment right now because I don't. I think we 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 knew the offense's potential with Ryan Fitzpatrick. And unfortunately, Ryan Fitzpatrick got hurt. You see Taylor Heineke come in. You see they can move the ball, okay? Now, like KG said, you know, they go up to Orchard Park, Highmark Stadium, and this is a measuring stick game. You're trying to see where you are. And it's, 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 I get a chuckle out of it because Washington right now is going through what Buffalo went through for years. Trying to find an identity. What do we? What do we do good? Who can play? Who wants to be on the field? You know, who do we got to weed out? That Buffalo went through this already, and right now, yes, they're they're the better team. They're the more elite team. Of course, you know everybody's talking about Super Bowl. Blah blah blah. It's week three, and something we talked about. Uh, before the for the game, could Josh Allen? Oh, you're supposed to be an MVP candidate. 
could you write the ship against a, a Washington defense on pass passing wise that was struggling mightily? All right, could you write the ship? Could Buffalo write the ship? Period. Because unfortunately for Washington, this is the type of game Buffalo needs to get back on track. They're the team they're looking at. All right, we got to get back on track against them. For Washington, it's a these these boys, and this is what I talk about with every game Buffalo goes into is a target on their back. A couple of years ago, you're not going into Buffalo worrying about a measuring stick game. You're going into Buffalo, you're wondering if it's snowing, where you're going to eat at, and we're going to dispatch the bills quick. That's that's what you were doing. Now you have to go up there and actually be like, man, this, this is a pretty good football team. Let's see where we are. And you're already playing on the road, like, like KG said, the train whistle. You got to deal with all of that. And if you start falling behind, you got 70,000 people screaming at you. It's, it's, it's a whole different animal up there. Any player in the league that's played there or uh, been a Buffalo Bill will tell you that that stadium is a whole different beast. So, um, you know, Josh Allen had a, a big day, Singletary. Um, one thing I saw, KG, I'm going to turn it back to you and see what you think about, about this. It seems like the Buffalo defense was sitting on some of Heineke's throws. Like they – like a couple of times, Poyer would they and high they were already ready for the throw. Like they knew where the ball was going. What did you make of that? To be quite honest, that's film study. You got to know where he likes to go, and you know when it comes to Scary Terry, he's going to go to Scary Terry a lot more often. He went to Logan Thomas a lot, and one of those interceptions was off of Logan Thomas' hands. And it wasn't, you know, well, you know, hey, he threw it was a bad throw, but not that the one that Poya picked off and the one his two interceptions were terrible. Terrible. And they they were sitting there waiting because you know why? He telegraphed it. If we could go back, and I wish NFL Network still did it because I love the all 22s on, on demand. And you could watch the all 22s of every team. I love that. And it's funny that they stopped doing it when we started doing a podcast and we need it. So, but all 22s, you'll sit and you can watch. Just watch Tyler he- uh, Taylor Heineke's head movement. He's going through his progressions. He doesn't move his head very slightly, but he's going through his progressions. But then he'll stare down a target every once in a while, not Dwayne Haskins style, but he'll stare down a target every once in a while. And those two interceptions, he stared down a target. So and and I and I agree with you and and I, you know, of course I live here, so I get to hear all of the Washington fans. I hit the you know all of the local stations talking about where they think Washington went wrong, what they did, this, that, and other. People got to realize this is Heineke's third. Is it is his third start? Third career start? Yeah, this is his. So he 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 has he still doesn't he look he has the poise. He showed you Thursday night against the Giants. He has the arm. He understands the offense. But I think for this past Sunday's game, you got to give credit where credit is doing. That's the Buffalo defense because they had him kind of running around all day. I always talk about disrupting that 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 clock that a QB has. Mm-hmm. 
when you get to even even if you're not sacking the pressures, Lula Taylor had the only uh, in, uh, sack for us. But I, I'm telling you, it had to be at least five or six times where uh, Rosso, Espinosa, Jerry Hughes, they had that boy in his grad and they grasped and he got away. But when you start doing that, you start disrupting the timing because now the quarterback be like, man, as soon as I take this three-step or five-step drop, I'm getting pressured. I, I got I to gotta move. I got to move. I got to move. When you start getting him to speed up and lose his rhythm of the game, you won for the most part. You won. Now you just got to sit back and hopefully, like, you know, he, he threw a couple of mistakes. You know, the one off Logan Thomas' hands, that's, that wasn't his fault. Um. But that, that's what you want. I mean, that's better than – I mean, I don't think that's better than sacks, of course. But it's damn near the, the next best thing. That QB hurry and you get that QB rattled upstairs and that clock starts and their head gets shorter and shorter and they start hearing ghosts and footsteps and they feel like they got to get rid of that ball or move. And this is something Josh Allen went through a couple of years ago. You know, he's gotten way better at the pocket presence. So don't forget, this is only Taylor Heineke's third start. He showed you what he could do last week against the Giants. Buffalo is a, a team on a whole nother level than the Giants, offensively and defensively. Offensively, you already knew you had your hands full with Josh Allen in the air and on the ground. So... um you know, I, I thought the game would be a little bit closer. I didn't think Washington um, would struggle on offense as much. But, you know, you, you like I said, you saw the, the what Buffalo was doing and basically was sitting back for him, waiting for him to throw where they wanted him to throw. So the Midnight Rider checked him, uh, KG. What are you saying? I may be short-sighted. I felt Reeves, Everett, and Curl did better communicating with Collins hurt, got hurt. And when we were talking about backtrack a little bit, when we were talking about Collins midnight rider, you are absolutely positively damn it. Right. And, and that was what I was going to say. If I'm not going to play Landon Collins, I'm going to give Cameron curl a little bit more PT at the strong safety at the strong safety. I'm sorry. I mean, that's why you cam cam curl did his damn thing at the strong safety. He could play both safeties and corner. But I need Landon Collins to play a more disciplined game. He's – I don't want to say it, but I'm going to have to say it. He's what – for you old heads to know what I'm talking about. He's what Andy Russell used to be before he was under Chuck No. He's trying to be the hero, trying to make the play of the game, and he's failing miserably. Instead of just do your job. It takes 11 people on one side of the bowl to stop another 11. You have to work together as a unit. You And Midnight Rider says, highlight, honey. Damn right. You're going for the hits. You're going for the, the, the big tackle so you can get up and you can thump your chest and point to the name on the back of your jersey. The name on the back of your jersey means nothing without the name under on, on the front of your jersey. And I, I don't like players like that. I've never liked players like that. Now, granted... I love these players that say, oh, Sean Taylor was my idol. It's because of him I played football. You'll never be Sean. Dennis Rodman's my idol. Magic Johnson. I can't play like Magic Johnson and Dennis Rodman. I don't try to. I got to play the game that I'm suited to play. 
when it comes to football, I'm a big Jerry Rice fan. Now, granted, I did some of the things that Jerry Rice did as a young as a young man. I, I've caught bricks with bare hands. I, I still that's how I learned how to catch that and catching a football with a nail in it where you had to catch it with your hands the correct way. It was going to tear your hands up. Get it. But I'll never be Jerry Rice. Landon Collins will never be Sean Taylor. Nobody else will be Sean Taylor. There's only one. Be Landon Collins. And I'm the more Landon Collins is here, the more I'm starting to realize he came here to play in the shadow of Sean. He didn't come here to win. You, That's you, how I feel. I feel cheated. You you made a you made a really good point just now. You said play like Landon Collins, but who who is Landon Collins? Landon Collins is the run stopping DB that's from New York who didn't go for the big hit, but tackled head up. He was a fundamental tackler, but he could also play back. Cause I mean, we got torched by Landon Collins a couple times too, where, you know, he sat back, he watched film and picked passes off. He made plays with his mind, not with, you know, not just running around trying to make the big hit. That's the Landon Collins that I was hoping that we got here. I'm like, okay, this dude is, you know, he's done a number on us before. Let, let, let's see what we can do. You know, with him here, and it's once again, it's not scheme. And I get what you're saying, BG, BJ. What what, what is Ron Rivera and 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 uh 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 Del God, Rio. I can't even think of my Del Rio going to do with this defense? Like, it's not. I know it's not a practice issue. I know it's not. A, it's not totally a scheme issue. I'm seeing too many people out of place on the, on the defense. Something has to be done. We got seven days to get it right. I'm sorry. We're down to five days to get it right before we got to head to Atlanta. On the offensive side, you got to take those running backs. You got three running backs on the, on, on this uh, roster. Gibson, Patterson, McKissick. You got to go ball, run, heavy. Run the damn ball. Like, I'm looking at the stats. Let me Let me go back to my stats. We ran the ball. Let me see. 12 times for Gibson for 31 yards. Three for McKissick for 23 yards. That's 15. Heineke had eight runs for 21. Um, so that's 23, 24, 25. Cam Sims had one for seven. Uh, Brown had one for negative four. So 27 times. And that's two, four. That's five players. 27 times. I need Patterson and McKissick to touch the ball 15 times a piece. I'm talking 45 times. I'm talking ball control because that way you take the pressure off of Heineke, but also it'll make that when it's time for him to run play action, it'll make it that more devastating because Gibson, I see he had a couple runs where he squirted up the middle. I'm like, oh, he caught. And then he slipped through. He got seven, eight yards. McKissick, eight yards. You know, they're touching the ball eight yards. Like, why are we not going to this? McKissick had an average of 7.7. Why are we not going to this? Like, really? What is going on? I, and I think I think a lot of it is when you start getting down. When you start getting down in points, like they were down 21 nothing. Mm-hmm. Now, now you're going to rely. You're trying to get chunks of yards, trying to move the ball, even if it's short passes or whatever. So I think that was part of the issue, being down 21 nothing quick. And then you saw them close the gap, and it was 21-14 all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, Buffalo start making 
you know, start distancing themselves. And once you, we talked about that. Once you, and it's something that, you know, if you got a fantasy team, you know, like you're picking a quarterback, but like, I know they're going to, like Matt Ryan, I know they're going to lose, but I know he's going to throw 50 times. Mm-hmm. So for fantasy, you know, that's, that's great because I know they're going to be down. And it's, I feel like the kind of what I talked about before the Giants game, not putting it all in on Heineke's shoulders, and he actually came through and won that game, helped help win that game. But like I said, you know, you go against Buffalo, now you're going against a different, better, way better overall team with better pieces, and it's a learning experience for him. It's a learning experience for him. It's a learning experience for Washington. Um, you know, they got some work to do. Like, this is definitely a game where they'd be like, all right, this is one of the best teams in the league or supposed to be one of the best teams in the league, and we got we got mopped. Mm-hmm. We got mopped. This is a, they, that was a stat game for them. You know, it's going to be interesting going forward to see if Buffalo gets their mojo back off this game. And, and like I said, it's, we keep saying this. It's only week three. It's week three, right. you, you know – you have issues now versus coming out the gate with a false sense of security, winning games, and then you find out later down the, down the line the teams that have gelled together like Tampa Bay did last year, like 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 Green Bay's going to do, like Kansas City's going to do. You know, your veteran teams, like the Raiders are hot right now, can, but can the Raiders hold on when Kansas City and Denver's hot? You know, can they hold on when the teams that are supposed to be there are there now and they got they they got their rhythm together and everything. So early in the season, they got time to fix it, but they got Jack Del Rio and Ron Rivera have to sit out and figure out what is going on. If they're gonna if you can't get there with your quote unquote four first round draft picks, then you gotta send seven, six people. You gotta send start sending some heat. You can't let these quarterbacks sit back here. And this is any team. You can't let these quarterbacks sit back here and just chill. Like you, somebody with Josh Allen, they got they 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 pressured Josh. I remember that that overthrow he did for Stephon Diggs. That was a touchdown. Mm-hmm. I forgot it who pressured him. Yeah, that was a that that was a good that, and that's what I was talking about. Sometimes the pressures are just as good as a sack. If he had had another half a second to throw that ball, that's a touchdown to Diggs. That's a touchdown to Diggs, and that is the third game he has overthrown Diggs for a touchdown. That's the third straight game he's overthrown Diggs for a touchdown. And, you know, so, you know. Let me throw something at you, BJ, because you said something that made me think. You talk about teams coming out the gate starting hot. And then, remember, matter of fact, we ain't got to go back far with teams that did it. Remember, Pittsburgh was 11-0. and 0. Last you know, year. all the Pittsburgh fans, oh, 11 and 0, but then lowly Washington comes into Pittsburgh and we cracked the blueprint. Pittsburgh went what, one and four the rest of the way? And they and then still lost in the playoffs? Completely lost their mojo. Mm hmm. Now think about this. It. Let's take a trip back in time to 1996. Then at that time, the Washington Redskins. Lost the first game, 17-14. The first game of the season, 17-14 to the Philadelphia Eagles. And then they reeled off seven straight wins until week 10. They go up to Buffalo at 7-1 and one and get beat 
38-13 because they were smelling themselves. They went one. I'm sorry, two and six the rest of the way after reeling off seven straight wins. Gus Farratt was hot. Uh, Stephen Davis, Terry Allen. We had Larry Bowie, Mark Logan, B. Mitchell's on that team. We even had Flipper Anderson, Henry Ellett, Leslie Shepard, Michael Westbrook. You know, guys that you like, yeah, they weren't that good, but we won. They smelled themselves too early, and they did not make the playoffs. It can happen. But the best thing about this, I've been focusing on so much negative for this show. The best thing about it, we can get it right. We still got another, this is week three. We still got another 15 weeks to get this thing on on board and, you know, walk into the playoffs. I don't want to crawl into the playoffs or back in. I want to walk in. Hell, if it's possible, I want to sprint into the playoffs. But you got to put everything together now. And the Midnight Rider checked in. He said, I think Davis has to be the nickel linebacker. Um, and the running game is an issue when we're always down 14 nothing. So it's difficult to maintain the run. That is true. But here's my thing. If you're down 14 nothing early and it's first quarter, chip away. Don't try to go for the big chunk plays, but you have to put together a drive to give your defense some time to rest. And then you have to put some points on the board so the defense can say, okay, we got to go out here and we got to stop them. The defense has to step up and start stonewalling people. Three and outs. And them three and outs got to turn into more than three points. They have to turn into six. And then the balls, boss BJ, boss you right. When we when we blitz, we seem to run into people and don't create lanes for the blitzes to be free. God damn, I thought I was the only one that noticed that shit. And I, I, you guys noticed it. It's like everybody's trying to do the same thing. Like Ron Rivera wants Chase Young to stop stutter stepping because he's slowing himself down. And Chase Young has one of the best first steps in the league. But it's like he's not. He has to come out of that bull rush and that straight rush. He has to put some moves together, you know, because I'm I'm watching guys that's not even in his league, not even his caliber. Hold him off with one hand. You know, I watched y'all tackles hold him off with one hand, and, you know. And let me let me add something to that, because I just said it. About Buffalo, when you have when you have a target on your back now, Buffalo coming to the season, like I said, Josh Allen MVP uh, candidate, early MVP candidate, Buffalo, you know, people picking him as a Super Bowl favorite. Now you got Chase Young going into his second year, and people know he's a monster. So our tackles, for, to me, are average at best. They got some work to do, but at the same time. Just like anybody else, when you know Chase Young is on the field, you're going to get up for Chase Young. You know he's a monster. You know you have to try to contain him. So it's a it's a challenge that the the I think that the the Buffalo tackles won on actually won that on Sunday against Chase Young. And you're right, he does have a he has a monster first step. Second year, week three, he I I feel like he'll get it together. But it, it can't be all on Chase Young. Where's Montez Sweat? Where's Jonathan Adams? Where's Deron mm-hmm. Payne? Where is the rest of these guys? Everybody can't be focused on 99. 
90 got to come through, 94, all of 93, they got to come through. And I know Ioannidis didn't play. And he, he people don't realize, and I know KG already knows this, but people don't realize how big of a part of, of that defensive line he is. But you can't just, you, you know, we're going to hear this the rest of the season. If you're a Washington football team fan, it's something you're going to have to gear yourself up for or you're going to have to mute the TV about the first, the four first-round picks that are playing on y'all defensive line. You're going to hear it the rest of the season. If they're underperforming, if they have a four or five sack game, you know, one of them games where it's just a jailbreak and busting loose, like we talk about all the time, winning cures a lot. But they're going to have to find a way to get the other guys rolling. Jack Del Rio, like I said, you got a defensive-minded coach in Ron Rivera. They're going to have to figure something out because if you can't, Buffalo saw it last year. That's why Buffalo drafted Greg Russo out of Miami. If you can't get to the quarterback, you're going to have a long day. And the further you get far as being a contender, when you don't have a pass rush, unless you can score – like the Chiefs, where you could put 30 on the, on, on the board and you just need that defense to bend but not break and have that one stop, you know? The percentages are in your favor when you just need one stop, you know? And it might not be the defense. It might just be an incomplete pass on third and seven, and they got a punt, and you know your offense to score. Washington don't have that. Buffalo don't have that right now. Even though they put 40, 43 on the board, I think it was against a bad Washington defense. You know, they did what they were supposed to do. I give them credit. They did what they were supposed to do. Josh Allen had a big day. I thought the offensive line did a good job against that front that we thought was going to be a top three unit, you know, this season. And right now they're not. So I'm not going to put everything on those players. I'm not going to, you know, I know – KG is frustrated. I know a lot of Washington football team fans are frustrated with, you know, what they're seeing out of Landon Collins. But to me, he's doing what he's allowed to do. He's doing what he's allowed to do. If they need him to, if they want to tighten line that Landon Collins up, they can. They can. If you, if he's out of position, if communication is not good on the field when he's on the field, Whatever the case is, it's being allowed. And you, somebody got to put their foot down, not just him, but the whole defense. They got to have a meeting. I think it's too early in the season for a players-only meeting. I think that, you know, when you hear Chase Young speak after the game, I think they understand what, what happened Sunday. And I think they are embarrassed, which is good. I feel like they were embarrassed. I feel like they feel like they didn't perform up to standard. Which is good. That's what you want to see. You don't want to see your defense smelling themselves and like, oh, we'll get them, you know, blah, blah, blah. That was that was just luck. You don't want to hear all that. You want to hear, yeah, we, we got whacked. We got our asses handed to us today, and we got to figure out how to make this thing better. That's what you want to hear. You know what, BJ? It's never too early for a players-only meeting. I, I think it is. I don't I don't think they need that right now. I think, I think it's a it, lot of – it, it, it's just not – they're not playing as a unit. I think right. if you – I think if you if you go, like, two more games and the next two teams put 40 on your head, 
Now, now you got now, yeah. Now you talking about a players only meet. Now you got to because y'all got the Falcons next, and then the the Saints. And we all know, I've said it on this show plenty of times. I hate picking the Falcon games Mm -hmm. because the Falcons are really, really, really iffy. They could come out and do nothing on offense, and then Matt Ryan will come out and throw sixty times for four seventy with five touchdowns. You just don't know what you did. The most inconsistent teams, one of the most inconsistent teams in the league. Then right. You had, then you had the Saints the following week at home, and Jameis showed you what he could do if they are on, they're they're firing all cylinders, and they still got a lot of weapons. So you know the defense. I mean, look, the next five games the defense is going to be tested. We're going to see what this defense and this team is made out of. You got the Falcons next week. The Saints after that, the Chiefs, the Chiefs at home, the mm-hmm. Packers, Aaron Rodgers, and then you got the, the hot Broncos right now. I mean, they're hot now. We're talking about in five weeks if Teddy Bridgewater and that team can keep up that. You got – you have the potential. This defense right here, they have to get this shit straight now because if you go into these games playing like you did the last two, these, 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 this could be five L's. Mm-hmm. This could be a quick five L. So you can't put it all on the offense. The defense has to, they have to figure out how to tighten that unit up. If they don't, it's going to be a long season. Here's my thing. And the midnight rider said you on fire tonight. He got his popcorn. You on point tonight. But here's my thing. Players only meeting does not mean that the coaches ain't doing, you know, what they supposed to be doing. That's not what this is saying. You know, John Thompson never liked players only meeting because he said, you talking behind closed doors like that. You talking about me. I want to hear what you got to say. But this players only meeting has to be either you do your damn job or you got to deal with me. Somebody has to be the leader on that defense. Whether it's John Bostic, who a lot of people really don't like John Bostic. A lot of fans don't like John Bostic. But John Bostic has... The mental. And I love him at middle linebacker because he has the mental. I just want he has to get more involved and he may have to start getting in people's faces. So does Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat. These guys got to start getting in other players' faces. Hey, do your job or you're going to have to answer to me. And if you answer to me, it ain't going to be no, oh, well, I just want you to do it. No, you're going to get your ass kicked. And I do mean literally get your ass kicked. We out here trying to compete, not for a winning record, not just for a division title. We want a championship. This city is starved. This team is starved. We want it all. Let us, give us what we need. Give us what we have to do. Somebody has to be the guy on that defense. And they have to step up and say, hey, this is what's going to happen. Do your fucking job. If you don't do your job, we're we're up Shit's Creek. We're right back where we started. And then everybody, they're going to implode this team. It's coming. Look, yeah, you know, we're going to, we're on a coming up on a 40 minute mark and we're going to ease our way out of here. But this, this is the team we picked to win the division. And it's not looking good right now because this defense 
is 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 not going to hold up against the Cowboys. It's, it's just not. It, it's you know I know Washington fans don't want to hear that because it's the Cowboys, but if something doesn't happen, like we we understood, KG said it before the first game. The, you got a revamp secondary, but we felt like the front seven was good enough to make a revamp below average secondary average to make mm-hmm. them look decent. And it's not happening. If you let, if you don't tighten this up before Aaron Rodgers and Pat Mahomes and, and uh, Bridgewater, you got some tests coming up. And then don't let it come to the season where, you know, you playing Dak and the Cowboys rolling in town. That is, that's going to be a nasty sight if you don't get mm-hmm. this, if this, you don't get this thing straight now. You got time. It's no, it's nowhere. You don't have to hit the panic button. Okay, nobody has to hit the panic button. They got the talent. They have to figure out what works, what combinations work, what coverages they can work. And when you when you get to the coaching part, Del Rio and the rest of those coaches have to figure out how to hide their weaknesses. That's what good coaches do. You have to figure out how to hide your weak spot, how to or how to solidify your weak spot. If your foundation's weak, or if you feel like your foundation, your front four isn't performing, all right, what are you going to do to bolster that up? What are you going to do to make them seem like they're doing what they're supposed to do? Are you going to bring extra people? Are you going to start moving people around? You know? Like, what's, what's you know, I, I, and I know I talk from a fan's perspective, but why not put, come out one play with, Young and Sweat playing both tackle positions and put Allen and Payne on the ends. Like, try something. It's Because right now, nothing's working. Right now, you're not getting to the quarterback with your, fir- your four first-round draft picks. Okay? Mm-hmm. Why not? Why not? You know, I don't know how much uh, Chase Young stands up. Shit, put Chase Young at middle linebacker just to do it to blitz, just to put a different look on the field. You know, come out, come out in, in a dime with three, three on the on the line, and put all your meat and potatoes on the line. Mm-hmm. Payne, Allen, and Ionitis when he gets healthy, you put them on the line. You put six DBs in, and you blitz from whatever angle you can. You create a whole different. I've already said this. This isn't rocket science. No, it just seems it's like. It, I'm sorry. It just seems like. They coming out and they're not a they're not adjusting. They're not doing <clears> any. <throat> they're, not, they're not adjusting. Wait, I said wait, it, hold I, on. Wait, wait. I got I got to give you a hand for that one because you are absolutely right. God, yeah. Mm. It, it just seems like like we talked about it, and you know, if you don't know, me and KG, we we're going back and forth watching all you know watching the games. And we said this already. It's just like they come out the second half doing the same thing. Like I, the, the 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 adjustment I saw last week, last Thursday when they were playing the Giants, and even Buck and Aikman said something. They start blitzing because they couldn't get to the quarterback with the front four. They start bringing a little heat. Like like this is a quarter too late. Mm-hmm. Daniel Jones been running over the, all over the damn field. I would have sent 
edge blade. Like, you're going to have to, like, to me, you're going to have to prove. Like, I'm not going to do that with Josh Allen. I'm not going to do it with Pat Mahomes. But with Daniel Jones, I'm sending eight people. You prove to me you can find somebody open. I'm going to knock the damn the emblem off your helmet. That's my goal. You prove to me. It's, to, it's on you to prove to me that you can find somebody open. I'm going to bring eight this time. I'm bringing seven next time. I'm doing, you know, coming up the middle with the heat, coming from the right side, overloading. Your offensive line is going to have a goddamn headache. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, if you if you allow them to sit back, oh, shit, they're not really doing anything, you know, nothing special. We picking up everything. Like, man, like, do something, you know? And sometimes you you do you do it like, like Sunday. I think in both instances. You you bring your people, you got your best rushers on there, but Allen and Heineke, they elusive. And there's nothing you can do about that. You're just hoping that like Heineke, you he he start making mistakes. Josh Allen, he actually gets damn near better out the pocket. Mm-hmm. So and it's like you have to pick your poison with quarterbacks like that. You rushing Lamar Jackson. Do you want him to the do, do, do you want look, do you want to blitz him? and have him wiggle his way out of that and run for 20, 30 yards or more? Or do you want to just have two people spy on him and be like, look, I'm spying on you. I'm not coming in, but you're going to have to juke me. It's different when somebody's running to you and you can make that quick move and lose them versus somebody sitting and just just riding the horse back and forth. Like, you move left, I'm moving left, but I'm not coming to you. Like, I'm just going to slow you down a little bit and wait for the you know wait for my help, you know that's a, it, you know it's just it's frustrating when you see what you see. That's all I'm saying. No, I'm gonna say this: two things. We got uh, messages in the text window. The uh, Midnight Rider says, "Yeah, Bostic physical is lacking. Mental's dead, but yeah, he he's killing me physically. I don't know if he's what's going on." Uh, Bumblebee Tuna. Long season, yes, indeed, it will be a long season. We got 18 weeks, but ain't no but. You are absolutely right. It's a long damn season. Um, the Midnight Rider check checking back in again. I hear not adjusting, but if you're not, if you don't execute, no one can see the adjustments. <laughs> Everybody is hitting on points tonight, and it's just it's refreshing that everybody's seeing the same thing. So we we know we're not blind. And if we're seeing it, we know the coaches are seeing it times 20. Here's my thing. You say something about Allen being elusive outside the pocket. Uh, who was that? D'Angelo Hall. I was listening to the radio because I went to go pick up some food from Sylvester. I was so football out. So I was listening to D'Angelo Hall. And he was talking about Taylor Heineke not staying in the pocket. They want him to be a pocket passer. But if you roll him out and let him go on the move, he's a little bit more effective. But sometimes they, they're saying that they want him to stay. Scott Turner wants him to stay in the pocket to save him from himself. Because, you know, Taylor Heineke will run, see the first down marker and dive. He'll dive head first to get the first down. Like he'll give up body and everything. Like, I don't care. And they're trying to save him from himself. But I'm like, if he's more effective on rollouts, why don't we make it 60 percent rollouts? You know, get the running game going so we can run the play action to perfection. I mean, these are the things that I'm thinking about. Like, we got to focus on Atlanta. We cannot play flat against Atlanta. We got to do something. We got to start a roll, and we got to roll 
hard and deep, for lack of a better term, these next few weeks. We can't let people walk into our house and beat us. So, well, we we gonna shut it down there. We had forty six minutes. Uh, we could we could we could go for another hour, but we are gonna shut yeah. it down there. Um, on to week number four. Buffalo plays the Texans, and Washington is it in Atlanta or is it here? It's, it's I believe that's in Atlanta. It's in Atlanta because that's your your first home game back is with New Orleans. So, all right, so. Hey, and the, the the midnight rider said maybe he can't do all that because Allen is healthy. I don't think Allen is healthy, uh, not full healthy. So I, I think that could be right. So you talking about Jonathan Allen? No, uh, 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 Kyle Allen. <sighs> you know, Kyle Allen's the backup quarterback now, and I don't think he's one hundred percent healthy because I think if he was one hundred percent healthy, he would have gotten to that game Sunday. I hope not. I, I, and I and I thought about that when they. I think I think if you pull Heineke now. You're not like I said. This is his third career start. Mm-hmm. You know, you you saw what he could do last week, okay? Get and I'm not saying this because I'm a Buffalo fan. Don't forget who you played Sunday. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I'm saying. Don't forget, just like with Buffalo, whatever it is, whatever it is, Buffalo has has trouble with Pittsburgh, and you saw it week one for whatever. And, and that's that's a very well coached team. We're talking about Mike Tomlin. We're talking about one of the upper echelon coaches. Like, you got to give credit where credit's due. Like, this isn't a Buffalo team that's been, they just threw this together this year. This has been a work in progress. They just landed their franchise quarterback. I believe this is going into year four. It takes time. You have to get, look, you have to give it time. You got to give Heineke time to right the ship. You know, I like what I saw against the Giants. Show poise determination he showed he wasn't scared to make some of them throws so i think to try to yank him for kyle allen is a big mistake big Mm -hmm. big big mistake and i wouldn't do that so kg we gotta get out of here man well that's all our time for tonight that's the boss bj i'm the big guy kg we don't do no overtime we are out of here peace out